Hey everyone, Dave Dubow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today with someone who might be a very familiar face, Mr. Mark Victor Hansen and his lovely wife, Crystal, who just brightens up the whole room. So folks, great to have you here. And if you're not familiar with these fantastic people, you should be. You definitely know, you've definitely heard of some of Mark's books because he is the co-creator of the whole chicken soup for the soul phenomenon that seems to have been around for a heck of a long time, that's for sure, and tons of different variations, and I believe half a billion copies sold. You're starting to compete with McDonald's, for crying out loud, there, with, with books, though. Instead. Maybe I ought to have golden arches over the book. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and Crystal, who is a very accomplished author and, and coach and nutritionist and and just a very sharp person in her own right with with business and, and different ventures. And what we're going to be talking about here today is their newest book, appropriately called Ask. So folks, thank you very much for being on the call. And I asked if you could make it and you made it. So here we are. So that's that's great stuff. So Our how, pleasure. Did, how did Ask come to be? What is it? What's the big picture behind the book? Well, we have been very blessed to travel to 80 countries around the world, met great people that are nice, wonderful, well-educated, talented, and sophisticated. But the difference between those who succeed a little and those who succeed a lot, we discovered is one thing and one only, and that is they have the ability to ask, which we now call becoming a master asker. And then we said, well, wait a second. If no one's ever written to this, maybe we ought to write to it. And we wrote everything we knew, then we researched and discovered that it was true, and then we interviewed 26 of the master askers and bingo voila it did it and then our publisher said oh you guys are coming out when all the bookstores are closed and there's nothing gonna happen do you want to come out we said yeah yeah yeah." and so we've been doing these podcasts and you can't believe the wondrous reception that people are saying my oh, god i didn't know that i needed to know how to ask myself ask others and ask god which is the fundamentals that we're teaching yeah well that's that is fantastic and i know you guys have been on a massive podcast tour Oh, <laughs> from your home. That's that's how I heard about you. Our mutual friend Scott Carson interviewed you. I watched that, and, and I thought, we yeah, love Scott. Yeah, definitely want to have you folks on on the show. So most of our viewers are real estate investors or focused on buying properties, investing in real estate. How do you see this skill set of asking the right way applying when it comes to real estate investors? Well, you know, we, it's for real estate investors, but for everybody, I mean, real estate investors, any kind of sales, what are you doing with sales? You're Mm -hmm. asking, okay. It's all about asking. And we cover so many areas in sales, but one of the things that one of the, my favorite stories about sales in there was written by Preston Weeks. We interviewed 26 people for the book and he talks about beating out a giant behemoth. The strategy is When we go in to try to make a sale to somebody, you know, we usually come in with this idea that I want to sell them this, or I want to sell them a product, or I want them, you know, whatever it is we want to sell to them. And it's kind of the opposite of what we need to be doing. The first thing, if you really want to create a bond with your clients, you need to use the art and science of asking by figuring out who they are and what they want. So he talks in this story about that very thing you know, they go into this big meeting and started presenting. They were a very small company and this this giant mining company had already been approached by a giant behemoth. So the small company comes in 
And they really just got to know the client and started asking these questions, you know, what would it look like if all your problems were solved? What would it look like if things were 10% better? What are your biggest pain points? You know, what bothers you? And they were scheduled for a, a half hour long meeting and the meeting ended up going almost two hours because some kind of magic happened there. And that's what happens in business when we understand you're not there to sell. You're there to inquire. You're there to ask about this person with whom you want to have a relationship. And hopefully that relationship is going to culminate in a transaction that is so satisfactory to both of you that you just want to pop a bottle of champagne after, right? So the only way we do that is by asking the right questions, getting to know that person. And it's all a series of questions and really understanding the person. It creates this incredible bond. So, Well, I, I want to just mention that she was the top real estate salesperson. So I think we better ask her that story too, if you don't mind. <laughs> that, was long, that was a long time ago. But yeah, like Mark said, we say there, there are three channels through which to ask. And each of them is equally important. That is ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And that asking yourself part is really important because that's the reflective journey. You know, so often we're kind of going through our life, but it feels like we're sort of hurtling through space without direction. And I think a lot of people were discovering that a lot of people are feeling that way right now. So that first part of the asking journey to ask yourself has never been more important. You know, you need to spend time with yourself in that reflective journey. And the questions that come up in that space, Mark and I spend an hour every morning doing this prayer meditation time where we ask each other and ask the questions of ourselves. But the questions that come up that we say there are like three main sets of questions. And those are, you know, where am I right now? And all of the little sub questions that would come under that what's working, what's not working? What are the things I've noticed lately? What am I liking about it? What am I not liking? How are people responding? All of those questions. So, you know, where am I now? The second critical phase of questions is, where do I want to be? I mean, a lot of us never really take the time to ask those questions. And they're so important because that sculpts the architecture for your future. So you get that clarity. Exactly what do you want to be going? Do you know what your goals are? Do you know how many sales do you want to make? Do you know the types of people you want to be talking to? Do you know the results you want? When you start asking those questions, where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in a year? And start defining that. And then the third sort of critical phase of that ask yourself part is, what specific action do I need to take to get there once you've defined the second phase? So, and you know, that works in, in everything. That can work in, because in the book, we have like, we address all, all the important parts of life, which are your career, your health and wellness, your personal relationships, and also your life purpose, which is a big deal for people. Because when we're not in touch with a bigger purpose, we find that people kind of lose hope and, you know, lose meaning. Yeah, very, very well said. So, you guys, why do you think most of us suck at asking so much? Why, why is it so difficult for so many people? We, we, perfect question. Perfect. We have seven roadblocks to asking. First one is... Um, sense of unworthiness, right? At some level of depth. And I'm going to tell you a real estate story about that just in a second. But we got a story to every one of them, of course. Then, you know, the fear, then the at some levels, a little bit of indecision, but the excuse which hits just about everybody once in a while. 
And then the one that we think that just wipes people out is their disconnection. But we had a guy in real estate that has done exceedingly well. I mean, this guy owned two homes, seven motorcycles, two jets, and wasn't feeling happy with himself and asked his friend, said, well, why? I don't feel good. And he said, what is your definition of happiness? And he didn't have one. So the guy gave him a definition of happiness. You got to be passionately on purpose about what you want as a result of each and every day. Like Crystal said, every day we wake up and pray and meditate together. But then we had him on the show and we were talking about unworthiness from our friend Bob Proctor. And all of a sudden this guy said, wait, wait, I got to tell you, when I was in eighth grade, I was in eighth grade and I wanted to take the girl next door out, but my dad was called Chubby. So I thought to be somebody, I had to be chubby, and I weighed like 250 pounds. I was not that tall a kid. Now he's a, a beanpole and skinny and exercises every day and swims an hour a day. He's just in great physical shape. But he said, back then I was chubby. And every night I told Dad I wanted to take out this eighth-grade girl to prom next door who I like so much. And, and the phone was red and fearful, and it scared me. And he said, I couldn't do it. And I finally told my dad, oh, she went with a football player. And later she told me she wanted to go with me and was so – Sad that I never invited her, and it was not only my sense of unworthiness, but the worst part of being unworthy, I lied to my own father, who I loved and, and trusted so much. So the sense of unworthiness, all of us have to overcome it, and if, if you don't have permission to ask, Mark Crystal and now Dave are giving you full permission to start asking and be what we call a bold asker. All right, very good. So for those of us who are not naturally bold askers yet, I think Crystal touched on it kind of different ways to get started, starting with asking ourselves these important questions and perhaps dialing in with a, a morning routine. But what are some other baby steps painfully shy people can take to start asking? Right. Uh, part of it is understanding why we feel that way, where it comes from, because honestly, well, all of us were born as children to be the best askers in the world. Children are the best askers. First of all, they want to know everything. They're asking why, what, when, where, how. And they also want, they ask for more, 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 right? They are not afraid to ask. None of us are afraid to ask when we're born. But through time, you know, through parents and school and, you know, jobs and rejection, that ability to be a fearless asker gets crushed. And so we need to realize that we need to start looking inside and realize and look at those seven roadblocks that Mark was talking about, because we found every single person has at least one of those roadblocks, whether it's unworthiness, doubt, fear, naivete, where you're just like, you don't even know what's out there for you. So you, and but you're not curious enough to ever find out, right? You lose that curiosity as a kid. All of us have some of those roadblocks. And when you open that door, when, when you start to look at those, that awareness is like a door opening. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, now that I'm aware of that, I can do something about it. And it's really important to understand when we did the research on this book, when it comes to asking others, okay, people have this perception in all the studies done that if you ask someone something, either you ask them for help for something or information or advice, they're either going to perceive you as being pushy or obnoxious if you're asking for something to get something out of them, or if you're asking for information that you're going to be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, or uninformed. And the truth of it is like none of those perceptions are accurate. In the study, people don't feel that way at all. If you just ask someone, you're 80% likely to get your requests granted. That's a high likelihood. 
So sometimes we just need to learn to kind of step on our fear, get that awareness of, of what the reality is. It's like people aren't, aren't ready to reject you. And honestly, it is the way that people bond together. One of the things we talk about that was also present in these studies, one study done by Harvard, is that people who ask more questions are perceived to be more likable. And that took, that is both in business relationships and personal romantic relationships. So if we get together, if, when I'm, if I'm the person who's asking you more questions about yourself, you know, because ultimately I want to be your realtor. So the first thing I want, I should do is ask questions about you. What are you about? What's your family like? How, you know, and get to know you, get to know your pain points, get to know what drives you. Because if you don't take the time to ask people questions, you'll never understand how to serve them. So those are really interesting studies. And then the other one on the dating said that the daters who asked more questions, who were more genuinely curious about the other person and really did those deep probing questions where I ask you a question, you give me an answer and I ask you a deeper question about the answer that you just gave me. So it's not a superficial exchange, right? We can't have these superficial exchanges and think we're going to create some kind of bond with our client or bond with the person that we want to go on this date. But daters who ask more questions were more likely to get a second date. <laughs> Makes sense. <There> you go. <laughs> Makes sense. So what would be some suggestions? You know, I'm just thinking of if somebody's on the shy side or, or what have you, what would be some suggestions, some baby steps these folks could actually do to test the waters to see if it really is going to work for them? What they need to do is, first of all, interrogate themselves and ask themselves questions and then find somebody to bond with somebody to practice with. Like if you and I are here, I say, whatever the question is now, the people you're dealing with are buying real estate or selling it or they're real, they're, they're real estate investors. So typically they're buying properties and using them as revenue properties. Right. So if they're afraid of getting the no, what we'd simulate is I'd ask you, you know, can I buy your home? Right. And you're going to tell me no. And we do that. 50 times, I'm pretty soon you say, holy cow, I'm not going to die. He said no to me 50 times. He's no different than somebody else. So what happens is you break all that stuff and it's, you know, and it, and it takes a little bit of time, but you know, everybody should have a mentor mentee relationship. And I expect that's what you have with a lot of the people that are watching here. And everybody needs to do that because we all have our own threshold of fear through the seven roadblocks of fear that we've talked about. And we said, everyone has multiple of those and we each got to look them confront them and make them disappear. Very well said. If people are interested in finding out more about the book and, and perhaps grabbing a copy, which I would highly recommend, what should they do? I would ask you to go to Amazon because that's <laughs> where all books are sold today. Yeah, yeah Get yeah. a copy of the book. And then your friend and ours, Scott, had us on twice. He said, look, if you know anyone that's depressed, despondent, disconsolate, upset, or thinking he's suicidal, buy 10 books and give one to every one of those people. We thought, wow, Scott, wow, thank you. We didn't expect that. And then we want everyone to go to askthebookclub.com and askthebookclub.com is totally free. Starting in August, Crystal and I are going to create, we hope, the world's biggest book club. We think it's happening right now because you can't believe how many people are joining it and reading it and we love it. But we want to create what we are going to call master askers so everybody gets over their shyness, their inhibition, their lack of courageousness their introvertedness, because I mean, in our speaking business, the most introverted guy ever was Zig Ziglar. 
and he became the greatest speaker in America. So, and he would tell you, I'm totally an introvert. I don't want to talk to you. And you go, God, on stage, you're Mr. Flamboyant and, and dynamite. Yeah. So go to amazon.com for the book. And then after you get the book, join our book club. If you want to get into this discussion, we're going to have a really cool book club discussion because we want people to really explore the asking journey. We're super excited about that. Sounds wonderful. There you have it, you guys. Crystal, Mark, thank you very much. Lovely to meet you and you too, all the best with your, with your book. Thanks, thank Dave. You very Great much. to be here. All right, everyone. Take care. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.